previously on Just Cow in the City. Hello, are we recording? Yeah, so I got nothing going on, so what do I fucking care if there's a huge snow stick? And it's like, oh, well, I started at 9 a.m. today. How did I run out of time? Our gift for the last night of Hanukkah is this letter. Just get me the goddamn Scott. Uh, sometimes I try and put a salad together, but it's iceberg lettuce, which has no nutritional value whatsoever. Y- you know, you never responded to my letter, asshole. Why aren't you buying clap dance? Just got out of the city, everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy, walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place, making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright, cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. And welcome to another gripping episode of Just Gow in the City. This week on Just Gow in the City, what can you expect? Action, drama, fun, a lot of hijinks and nonsense. Oh, it's another great episode of Just Gow in the City as we continue doing our February 2022 thing, which is nothing. Celebrating Black History Month with nothing to that, 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 that Dave Just Gow can input about anything. So thank God being on Marina's podcast, so it looks like, you know, I'm all in, trying. But uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. And uh, Jesus, you know, if uh, this comes out on Tuesday, it's only a couple of days to Super Bowl Sunday. I will say right now a little shout out to our good friend Marcy, who has been nothing but a doll with this podcast and the football show and Billy Joel and all that kind of stuff. And of course, being a Patreon subscriber, which is the most important of all things for me, hey, I'm all in on the Cincinnati Bengals. I think I'm going for it. I'm just going to go in that they're going to win it all. And you know what the funny thing is? I don't think anybody gives a shit about L.A. Nobody cares about the Rams. No one cares about the Rams. The Los Angeles doesn't care about the Rams. Think about this when we just get right into it. Think about the fact that Los Angeles did not have a football team for 20 years. Now they have two. It's weird. But they didn't have one for 20 years because no one was complaining that there wasn't any football in Los Angeles. It's not a football town. No one cared for 20 years. No one complained. The NFL wanted a franchise in Los Angeles. No one else cared. So... You know, last week, there weren't any Rams fans. They were all 49ers fans. So no one's rooting for the Rams. No one cares. And certainly the people of St. Louis, where they came from, don't care. They're still angry. So I think everybody's all in on the upstart Cincinnati Bengals. Very exciting. And uh, I will tell you right now that next week, I will probably tape on Monday. I mean, it's pointless to record before the Super Bowl when obviously... You know, it just uh, we need to talk about after. You know, what do you want to talk about the Super Bowl two weeks from after that comes out? You got to talk about it on Tuesday. What happened on Super Bowl Sunday? So I'll be recording on next this coming Monday, saying this comes out on Tuesday. Uh, so I'm not. I won't be. Uh, you know, putting it out early. You know, my usual Saturday that I do on uh, Patreon. So I'm just telling you in advance. You know, because um, I know we usually put it out around seven o'clock on Saturday. Uh, which, you know, I, again, I don't know how people listen. I don't know when they listen, but I do notice that when I do put it up on Patreon, it seems like people do listen on Saturday nights. So I don't want you to, 
you know, look, oh, I look forward to this. This is my plan because you know me. I got a goddamn routine. And speaking of that routine, you know, after I finished last Saturday, last Saturday, you know, did the routine. It was snowing. It's a beautiful day in New York City today. I got to tell you, it's, it's just the sun is shining, but it's like six degrees. So it's exciting. I like when it gets this cold as long as I have nowhere to go. Last, You know what? Let me just tell you what happened to me last night. Let's just open this week's episode of Just Got in the City because you're not going to fucking believe this. I mean, this is just right out of a goddamn sitcom. It's hilarious. It's a New York story. It's a Dave Juskow story. It's a, an exciting uh, living in the city, stupid jerk-off story that can only happen to your pal Dave Juskow uh, because I just haven't heard it happen to anybody else. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? It's not, maybe I'm building it up, but I have to build it up because it's just too funny. Last night, um, I, I'm, I'm recording this on Saturday. So this just happened to me on Friday. Obviously, it comes out on Tuesday. The date, I have no idea. Oh, and also, oh my God, I'm all over the place. This week on the football show, you know, I'm trying to get a bunch of guests. We're doing two hours. Nobody's around because I waited too long. So it's all right. I still don't care. We're still doing two hours. Screw it, right? We got a couple of guests. Marina's coming on, and I'll figure out the rest later. Also, um, my the puppet, Lacey. Puppet Picks will be back uh, this week. A live uh, forecast from my puppet football, Lacey. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, I got to fill two hours. Anywho, last night it was horrible here in the city, weather-wise. It was cold. It was rainy. And I had um, my friend Laura called me. The night before, and I think she was upset over a breakup. And she was upset, and she called, and she goes, do you want to have dinner tomorrow? And I'm like, sure, because I'm always looking for something to do on Friday night. So I was like, absolutely. Even though, obviously, I'm just you know, a little nervous financially, that's all. But I can't stay in forever, right? So I'm like, fuck it, fuck it. You know, I'll go out. She called. I helped her through uh, whatever she was going through, you know, and I even um, stayed up on the, you know, we were video chatting. Just use WhatsApp, of course, because, you know, I don't have a regular phone like a human. And I stayed with her until she fell asleep. You know, I was just like working on the computer. <laughs> I was like, I'll stay with you. So whatever. Then, uh, you know, I made a reservation at this place called Rosemary's. It's on First Avenue and like 20th or something, right? Very strange location. But I like it because, you know, it's kind of like it's 30, 40 blocks away from my house, but it's on First Avenue. So it's technically easy for me to get to. Not so much going down, but coming up because First Avenue goes up and Second Avenue goes down, if you need to know that stuff. And I feel like you do because a lot of people don't live in New York. And that's the whole purpose. That's why you like the show, right? You like the city stories. Anyway, I go to this place and, and um, my plan is, you know, I'm going to take the Revel scooter because it's, not, it's supposed to stop raining by the time I'm heading down there. But of course... It had one more blast of rain in it as soon as I got on the goddamn scooter, right? <laughs> I mean, it was freezing. I wrapped up, I bundled up, and then as soon as I got on the scooter, it started to pour. Of course it did. Of course it did. And I can't put the visor down on the helmet because I'm wearing my mask. And do I have to wear the mask while I'm riding the bike? No. But I like wearing the mask while I'm riding the bike because it keeps my nose warm. And, you know, I'm trying to get those gloves. You know, I get very cold. But you can't put the visor down because then it starts to fog up because I'm wearing the mask. That's why I can't. It's hard wearing sunglasses, too, if I'm wearing the mask. 
but I forget to take off the mask. But I didn't want to take off the mask. I, I knew it was going to get rain in my nose and everything, you know. But I didn't know it was going to rain rain. And not having the visor down, I was getting the rain in my eyes. And I got to keep my eyes open. So the rain is going directly into my eyes. And there's nothing I can do. And I'm still kind of laughing uh, because that, you know, these kind of ridiculous situations I put myself into are funny. I mean, it's only my fault. No other idiot is taking a scooter in the rain when you're heading off to a, a nice dinner. You know, it's a stupid. What do you want to come in all, all wet and gross? No, I should have probably called an Uber or a cab. But, you know, I hate that. And I enjoy the drama. And I really didn't think it was going to rain that hard. But, of course, it did. And when you're on the bike, you know, you're not going to get that drenched because it's not, you know, you're going too fast, I think. You know, so you're also drying off at the same time. But, but you know what I'm saying. So I'm heading down there, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such a mess, you know, of rain and everything. And I go down, and, of course, uh, the first place I uh, park, it's um, it, it's not – the GPS isn't reading correctly. Because remember, there's only certain places you can park. I'm trying to park on 20th and 1st, and it's showing, like, you're not in the right zone. After I put away my helmet, you got to put – that's the problem. you got to put away the helmet first, lock the trunk or whatever they call it, and then – end the ride it would be better if you could end the ride and then put the thing and i understand why it's that way but it's like annoying because if you're not in the right location and then it says oh you can't turn off the bike because you're not in the right location meanwhile it's showing i'm in the green location but i know what this means because it's happened before i just got to move up a little bit but it was i had to go up without the helmet and just find another parking space but it was difficult there were all these cars parked but i finally found one it was just getting wetter and wetter and then uh, as soon as I packed everything up and started walking, you know, the block to the restaurant, of course, it completely stopped raining. Of course that happened. So I get to the restaurant and I, uh, <clears throat> I'm the first one there and I just go to the table. And it's again, you know what it is. It's the two-seater right next to another table. You know that shit drives me crazy. But who cares? I got to be like, relax. This is what happened. Like, I was going to request another table. I'm like, how can I request another table? Where am I, where am I going to request another table? Where, where, where am I going? You know, where you, this is how restaurants work. You sit next to other people. I don't know why it, it bothers me so much. I don't know. You know, it's like, well, because I know I'm sitting there by myself until she gets there, right? When I was talking to her on the phone the day before, she was drinking a martini. She made martinis at her house. And I'm like, that's what I want. I want to get a martini. So she came in. She looked amazing. You know, and then I, I told her my story and then we ordered martinis immediately because, well, I went to the bathroom and fixed myself up because, you know, I'm a mess. I'm wearing the helmet. You got to fix my hair. I'm, I'm wet a little bit, you know, but it was all good. And then I relaxed. You know, of course, the chairs were low. So I was complaining about that because, you know, I love to complain about stuff. But the restaurant seemed OK. It was nice. You know, I don't go to a lot of restaurants I don't know. It was out of my wheelhouse a little bit. And I haven't been on a restaurant like date in a long time and you know it's not it wasn't a it's, it's a date but it's not a date you know it's not a date I mean we're friends right so I'm also thinking I'm like well you know I don't think she expects me to pay for it. now you know me I love to pay for everybody whether it's a boy or a girl it doesn't matter especially as an older person I like to pay for a younger person but she's an attorney so she makes plenty of money and it's funny now that I'm thinking about it. I paid for her last time, but not on purpose. No, she wasn't expecting anything. It just, it was just so much easier when we were at the wing place. I paid for her and, and I guess my friend Kate. Um, it just happened, right? It's like it's just so easy to just get it over with. Again, I'm not trying to be a big shot or anything, but it just, 
just taking care of business, and I really wish I could just always pay for everybody. I mean, that is my dream, you know? Whose dream is that? You know, nobody's. I just want to have enough money so I can always pick up the check, you know? I love it. So we're there, and we order two martinis. She orders a gin martini. I order a vodka martini. It's delicious. It's perfect. It's a perfect setup. And then we order a bottle of wine. Well, she orders a bottle of wine. Okay, so listen to this, right? It's a waiter. He's pretty gay, I guess. But we're having a good rapport. And uh, everything's fine. And she's like, oh, let's get a bottle of wine. I'm like, that's a great idea. Because I do like having, you know, a little red wine with a, a nice meal. You know, especially, I think it was more of an Italian place. You know, but one of those fancy snobatorium Italian places, right? You know, where the, the meal came and I'm like, yeah, can I have the man's portion, please? Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, we get a bottle of wine and the guy, and, and, I, and when we were saying it, she's like, what kind of wine do you want? I'm like, oh, please, you choose. I, you know, I, I defer to your uh, wine expertise. And it's funny, you know, so when you're the man, and I know these kind of things are supposed to change, but I am uh, an older man, and the way things were is that not only does the man pay for a woman, uh, but he's supposed to pick out the wine, and technically, you know, if you've seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, order the food for her as well. Well, you hear what she, I mean, if you want to do uh, the Titanic thing, like, um, yes, uh, we'll have, she'll have the lamb chops. I mean, you like lamb chops, don't you, Sweet Pea? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's my dream, of course, just to completely order and not even ask her what she wants. But no, you're, you know, the classy move is you, you find out what she wants and then you order for her. Uh, the lady will have the linguine with clam sauce I will, and a Coke with no ice. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I don't know how to pick wine. And this doesn't bother me. It doesn't emasculate me. For you, I mean, maybe it did when I was younger in my 20s and 30s and dating. I think I used to feel pressure to order the wine. So I guess there is something to it. But now I'm like, please, you order the wine. I'm good with whatever you get. I know nothing about wine. I'd be kidding if I was pretending. I'd just be pointing to something. And of course, it would be the cheapest one. So, but, but there is, you know, she had said, oh, I was on a date on Wednesday. And I got to say, this guy got a lot of points for ordering the wine, but not just ordering the wine. Apparently, it was a wine that she liked. So he got points, right? Because it is classy for a dude to be a wine connoisseur. But at this point, you know, for me, I couldn't care less. And I, that's why I love going out with Vincent, who we've talked about multiple times uh, recently on the podcast, because he is a sommelier, uh, not, just, not just an actor that could have been in The Warriors, He's now a Somalia, so he knows about wine. There's nothing better than going to a restaurant with a guy that knows how to order a proper bottle of wine and talking about the wine. I've mentioned this multiple times. I love when people know how to choose wine. I like it when they are knowledgeable about things that I am not knowledgeable about. So she picks the wine. She picks the wine in front of the waiter. You know, I have her pick the wine. When he brings the bottle of wine... He opens it, and I start talking to him about it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much pressure. He opens it with an old-fashioned corkscrew. I said, you know, I used to be a waiter at, like, you know, a, 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 it was called Bennigan's, but, like, you know, an Applebee's kind of place. And this was my worst fear, that somebody would order a bottle of wine, and you got to open it in front of them. And he's like, oh, you know, it was tough at first, and then, you know, I got down to it. So he, he's really good at opening wine. But that is always when I was a waiter. 
my absolute worst fear in French. I used to ask this other guy, could you please open the wine for me? I am so, it's just too scary. And he's got a whole, he does not putting it down on the table. He's holding it in his hand and, you know, using an old fashioned corkscrew. And nowadays you could totally get that electric thing and pop, you know, they got other things, but no, they're going old school. I guess that's the, the restaurant owners like, Hey, Hey, this is the way we open wine here. Old school. So, you know, we're talking about that. And then he pours me the wine, just me, so I can smell it and taste it and give the approval. Now, it's funny because not only was he, I, I'm assuming, gay, uh, but he was very clear that she was choosing the wine. So to give it to the man in, in this day and age, I'm saying, uh, seemed odd. Uh, uh, was I flat? I mean, we talked about it. You know, like after he left, I told him, I'm like, isn't that funny that he gave me the wine to try? And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, what, what am I going to send it back? You know, <laughs> even if it sucked, I was going to be like, mm, you know, and I was doing the moat. I'm like, oh, this is uh, fine. It's very, oh, you know, I think it's got to breathe a little bit, but it's very good. You know, and it, it's hilarious. And he was laughing and everything. But it is funny that he just gave me the wine to sip, not her, so I could try it. When I've been at restaurants multiple times where the woman has clearly ordered the wine, and so I clearly could not choose the wine in front of you. Thank you. Little Princess Bride action. Where the woman has ordered the wine and the person has poured out the wine and let it, her taste it. Uh, certainly when I go with my friend Katie all the time, they give it to her. They don't give it to all of it. You know, you'll give it to one person, but he chose to give it to me when it was very clear she chose the wine in front of you. I can't, now I can't stop doing the Princess Bride. Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. So that's it, but I'm setting this up for what happens afterwards. So she orders a steak, which I couldn't be more thrilled. You know, that just makes me happy when a woman eats, you know, in front of I fucking love it. Because <laughs> then I don't feel that bad. And, um, oh, <laughs> I'm so, oh my God, I am so crazy. I know what you guys like this podcast because it's just so stupid. I ordered a cheese platter because I've been watching this movie that's been on cable. I don't even know what it's called. It's from 2016. It stars Diane Lane and Alec Baldwin and some French guy. And the, I don't even know what the premise is. I haven't seen the whole movie, but I'd seen it a couple times and I was watching it the other day. I think after I was drinking, you know, just a, a hangover thing. And it's Diane Lane, the very beautiful Diane Lane, who's still gorgeous. With And she's married to Alec Baldwin, and they're supposed to meet up in Paris. He's like a movie director or producer, and he's got a partner who's French. And she's supposed to meet her husband. She's supposed to drive somewhere in France with her husband's partner to Paris. And he's going to take her to Paris to see her husband. But because he's French... He keeps doing all these stops along the way because, you know, if, I mean, if you watch Emily in Paris, you know, the French don't give a crap about time. So he, he doesn't care. So he's just like, no, we'll take our time. Oh, you got to try this restaurant. Oh, you got to look at this museum. Oh, let me take you to this place. You know, so she's like, well, when are we going to get to Paris? And she doesn't know whether he's hitting on her or whether he just is French. So it's really good. But they have these long extended eating scenes because... That's the kind of movie you make. Please don't take offense to this, but it's a it's a woman's movie. And what I found in pictures that 
what do you call it, to speak to, to women that there are longer extended scenes where nothing happens. I, we, I, it came out the wrong way, but they're, they're not Spider-Man movies, you know? So there's a table scene where they're just eating, and I don't think it progresses the plot in any way, but they're just talking and eating, and they keep bringing over this delicious food. And as we know, I guess, I've never been to France or Paris, but we know that French make excellent food, right? I mean, again, Emily in Paris will tell us that all the time. They just make unbelievable food. You know, you can go to a, a, a hot dog stand there, and apparently it's the greatest whatever you've had ever. And as we, of course, know from Manhattan Murder Mysteries, when Alan Alda says our favorite line, do you remember when we did that eating tour of France? And, you know, what is there to say after that? That's the funniest line I ever heard. The eating tour of France. I want to do that. And I need to do it right away before, you know, I lose my major appetite. Um, so, oh, my God, I am so uh, far away. So, anyway, so, right, so there's this movie, and he orders all this food, and he's, like, ordering everything and so she can try everything. And then he orders, like, a cheese plate at the end. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the best-looking cheese plate I've ever seen. It's got so many cheese on it. So I'm like, let's get the cheese plate like they did in this movie I just saw, right? And she's like, what movie is that? I'm like, I don't know, but the cheese plate looked unbelievable. So we, I've never ordered a cheese plate appetizer before. So we ordered a cheese plate, and it's like three pieces of cheese. <laughs> I think they were craft uh, Singles <laughs> put on a wooden plaque. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was okay, but it was just kind of, I was expecting something else. It's just like three pieces of cheese on a wooden plaque, plank, plank. I don't know. <laughs> it was stupid. Um, it's so funny what was in my mind from this movie that that's we're gonna get this cheese platter, but it was perfect and I don't know whatever. So I ordered uh, what rigatoli on a vodka because I couldn't understand what anything was saying, and I bought my glasses so I could read. I mean, it was really small print. I mean, anybody would have trouble reading, but it's also I couldn't. They didn't have a lot of descriptions for the stuff. So I was having trouble in that one, of course. Well, first I had to ask what rigatoni was, which is awful, but I don't care. I'm not Italian, so that's not a, that's not a horrible thing. But I always liked the alavaca, and it was delicious. That's what I got. She got steak, right? We're having a good time. We're drinking wine, having good, excellent conversation. Really excellent. Then the guy comes over. He's like, do you want to see the dessert menu? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't want to get dessert. You know, I really don't. But then he goes, oh, we have donut balls with Nutella. You know, with a side of Nutella cream. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Obviously, I had to get that. Nutella? Like a thing of Nutella? You just dip it in donut holes or whatever? You, oh, damn it. So I got that in a cappuccino, right? And what did, what did she get? Oh, she got a... She, what did she get? I don't remember what she got, but she also got an espresso martini. Yeah, so she must... Well, well, she was a little bomb, so... But, you know, it was all good. I think she got some sort of dessert, but I can't remember what it was. She didn't seem to, she tried one of the donut balls, but um, it didn't uh, call to her as much as it did me. <sighs> it's just, you know, Nutella for dipping sauce. I like that. It kind of reminds me of this chocolate cream that my mother used to make for Passover, which I always hated, and now I kind of like it. Now my sister makes it, and you, you put it over the sponge cake or something, uh, except that during Passover, it's not a cake, so it's kind of gross. But if you make it any other time of the year, it's delicious. It's like, a, it's like a chocolate Cool Whip or something, you know? Everything was great. We're having a good time, right? Okay, so she goes to the bathroom. She finishes the dessert. She goes to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, we're taking some photos because I'm trying to take photos because I'm like, oh, can we take a photo of what's going on? Because 
you know, I'm doing this new bonus content thing for my, you know, uh, Maggie level Patreon subscribers, a little bonus content, right? Because that's what you're supposed to do. So I finally figured it out. I think everybody's enjoying it. You know, just a couple of minutes, but a couple of photos that explain what I'm talking about. This is a little companion piece of the podcast. So I'm like, do you mind if we take a picture? So we had the waiter take a picture and she, I should have used my own phone. She saw it and she deleted it. She didn't think she looked good. What am I? I'm like, what am I got to fucking deal with this with Rachel? I got to deal with this with you too? Are you fucking kidding me? I was so angry because I thought it was a good picture and included the girls next to us. And I'm like, hey, girls, can you smile? Because you're going to be in our photo. You know, and um, I, I, you know, it just, it, it was, would have been great, but she deleted it. So I was really upset about that. Obviously, I wanted to share it with you. But she deleted. I think we have some photos of the two of us together, but, you know, it said I wanted to, you know, give the outlay of the restaurant and everything. You know, you want to get the feel to it. And it's difficult for me to remember to take photos because I'm not, you know, a 22 year old girl. I mean, I I have the mentality of a 22 year old girl, but you know what I'm saying? So I just never think to take photos, but I'm trying to be more proactive in doing that. So I was very upset about that. So then we, you know, got. so anyway, she goes to the bathroom and of course, the waiter comes back and he goes, uh, do you want me to, you know, are you, are you finished? You, do you want me to get the wrap up, add it all up? Uh, total? I, he didn't say get the check. I don't remember what he said, but I'm like, yeah, sure. And I, I don't know. How to, you know, so I know she, so the, so he comes over and it's an electric bill. He's holding it in his hand. You know, I was assuming because I don't, I, I don't think I've ever seen this before. I mean, I know it exists, but I didn't think it happened in New York City yet. I, I or maybe I just haven't been out lately. The, the electronic billing, and it's right at the table, so it's all happening right there. So I assume you know he's going to bring over the billfold, and then I'm going to wait for her to get back, and we'll split it. But he's sitting there, and he's, he's like, does this look okay? And he shows me the bill, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, and we're just staring at each other. And uh, again, he's like giving it to me because I'm the man. And I'm like, and because of the wine situation, I'm like, I'm just going to look like such a dick if I don't just give him my credit card now. And I'm not mad at her, and I don't think she planned it on purpose to go to the bathroom when the bill came. But I'm like, uh, fuck. <laughs> so we're really staring at each other for, I don't know, 20 seconds. And I'm like, oh, you um, need the card now. Uh, <laughs> you know? So I, I, I give him my credit card. He puts it through. And he goes, oh, here, um, you can leave a tip this way. And I'm like, what? Because then I say to myself, all right, fuck it. I'll have her pay the tip. And then he's like, here, you can leave a tip here. And they and when they're, he's just... You know, we, oh, it's so horrible because, you know, you always want to figure out the bill with your friends or whatever, but he's just, he's holding it. There's no way out. There's no way to think. There's no way to concentrate. He's just holding it in his hand, waiting for me to finish the procedure. And he holds it in my hand and they have a tip suggestion and it's right on the 25% mark. Now, normally... I always leave 20%. Oh, and then maybe a little over, but never 25%. I don't, you know, why? I don't, you know, unless it's somebody I know. But it's stuck on the 25. You would have to take your finger. It's funny, I'm doing the motions while I'm talking to you. And slide to the 20 or less 
or more. You'd have to slide the thing. It's right centered on 25%. So I just pressed the button because I was like, how humiliating will it be if uh, I know other people don't care, but I, it's just like in Seinfeld. George's like, oh, tell the, tell them, tell George that the waiter liked him. It's really important. You know, like, I mean, it really is. That's a thing, right? So uh, I pressed 25%. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm not getting upset, obviously. I mean, I'm upset in my head, but I'm also just laughing because I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, this is hilarious. So he's like, thank you. And he just leaves and I never saw him again. And I'm just sitting there waiting and I am, and those two girls are next to me and they're just talking and I'm sitting there laughing to myself. They must've thought I was a, a, a moron or listening to them because I'm just smiling and giggling because I can't even believe that just happened to me. Like kind of again, like what happened the week at the Soul House, but this was different because, you know, it's just, oh, well, he's the guy, so he's probably paying. Um, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, And then she came back. I guess she was loaded, never mentioned the bill. And again, it's, it's, it's okay. And then I'm like, well, you ready to go? And she goes, yeah. But never even mentioned, oh, wait, we didn't pay. And then when we walked out, she goes, oh, did you pay the bill? And she goes, I, I got to Venmo you. And I'm like, don't worry about it. I mean, it really, at this point, I'm like, what am I going to, who gives a shit? I, you know, what I, it's just so funny, right? I mean, I'm like, right? I should, I'm trying not to go out at all because I'm trying not to spend money. And then this, what are the odds the I mean, would, have you guys experienced that yet where they just bring the bill over and, I mean, there's nothing worse than when you're sitting there with the bill and the guy standing above you while you're trying to figure it out. And multiple times when it's a regular check, you know, a paper thing, I have to use my phone to calculate the tip. I mean, this is very convenient, but sometimes you just want a moment to figure stuff out. And the guy usually walks away, but he's just sitting there and you're expected to just, you know, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it really sucked. Oh, fuck. I was like, you got to be kidding me that that just happened. And you know me, too. <laughs> Not only do I get the bill fold over, they put the, the receipt in or the bill clearly why it's called billfold but i will ask for another billfold if they don't have the part where you put your credit card in that slot up top so i'm all in on that billfold that they leave at the table you know and then you of course i you know then i don't even get to do the bit where i look at the bill and i'm like oh <laughs> you know oh but it's so i'll never forget he, he's looking does this look okay and you know i want to go over it you can't, he's looking, it's like everything's listed on there, but I'm not, I'm like, what am I going to say? Let me get my glasses out and really go over this with a fine tooth comb. It's not really fair. If the, if, if the girl's in front of me, I'm probably just going to put out my card and not look. But if I'm alone, I'm going to look at everything and make sure they didn't make a mistake. I mean, everything looked okay. I don't know. I saw my rigatoni and that's the only thing that caught my eye and a martini. Who knows? Maybe they overcharged this for something. I didn't get a chance. Nobody's going to be able to. He's sitting. He doesn't even put it on the table. He's just holding it in his hand. What What am I supposed to do? Just be a complete asshole? Probably. But I can't be that way. I can be that way in every aspect of my life except at a restaurant in front of a waiter for some reason. What the fuck is the matter with me? 
Oh, my God. Anyway, then uh, we went back to uh, went back to her place, had some more wine. Hung out there for a few hours. You know, had a nice time. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's, hey, she's a very aggressive girl. I don't mind telling you, Rach. She's a very aggressive girl. Hey, Stacy. But, uh, and then I walked home because I needed to. I, but I was out of breath by the time I got home. I guess it's cold and I'm not used to walking that far anymore, I guess. It was, you know, 30, 40 blocks. You know, I was looking forward to the walk home, even though it was freezing. And I meant to take some pic. Oh, I did take a picture when I got home. I just took a picture of the, uh, you know, no cars on First Avenue. So, you know, I thought you might like it. Again, you know, if you, I'm not telling you that you know you got to get to that ten dollar level to for Pedro, but uh, you know, then you can if you want to, you know, pay the get the picture. It's a good time. Because now I need you to all be at the ten dollar level so I can pay for these extravagant meals that I can <laughs> tell you about on the podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness! 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 So that is what I had to open this first half hour of the podcast. I can't believe it. We have so much other stuff to talk about. Let's just go back to last Saturday when it was uh, snowing and it was a huge snowstorm. And I remember I had to go to the post office. Remember I told you I've been e-banking some stuff. So I had to go to the post office. So I had to walk through the snow just to go to the stupid post office in the morning. But that was fun, you know. And then I decided I was going to make turkey chili which I know I told you all last week, but I had to buy spices because I threw out all my spices the week before, like by accident. I mean, I just, I cleaned my kitchen cabinet and it was all this expired stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, get it when I need it. And then of course, what the first thing I make, and I never make chili, you need a lot of spices for that. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go to the supermarket. They're going to be, in New York, they're going to be so expensive. I need to go to a supermarket in Jersey or a Target and just get all these spices. It'll be, I'll probably save $20. But what can I do? It was snowing. I totally wanted to make chili. It was delicious. It came out perfect. But it makes me, you know, they have limited spices here. You know, it's not like going to a big supermarket somewhere else in Jersey or anywhere else in the nation where they just have, you know, a whole aisle of spices. It's one small section. And if they don't have, so, you know, it's like, I don't need a giant-sized jar of chili powder, but I must have chili powder when you're making chili. So, you know, that, what, what did it cost, $9? I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I get every other agreement. I got I, I to, I'm saying to myself, can I make it without chili powder? You can't make chili without chili powder. I don't think. Doesn't that affect the flavor? But I got to say, I made it very good, and it lasted for three days, which is perfect. That's... The kind of meals I want to make, you know, that last I can have it on Sunday and then I can have it one day during the week. That's the perfect meal. Today, I'm just sticking with the tacos again. You know, I love that. That's only two meals. <laughs> That's all right. But it's just so funny that I cleaned out the cabinet like a week before. And I, again, laughing to myself because I'm like, you got to be kidding me. If there was, a, I, How does this stuff keep happening to me where I just keep putting myself into these situations? If I was a real man with this waiter, I mean, no. A real man did what I did, I think. 
But if I, you know, was normal, I would have said, oh, can you wait for her to come back? But how can I say that? How can I say that? I already feel like shit about myself already. I can't just say, oh, can you come back when she's back? I mean, it's rude. I mean, the, the wine thing called this. Then he's going to look at me like I'm an asshole. Why is he pouring me the wine? I'm the man. Finally, somebody considered me the man in the, in the, at the table. He doesn't know whether we're dating or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it's, I'm so flattered <laughs> that he considered me a man. I'm like, hey, whatever you want. You deserve a much bigger tip than this. Whatever, y'all. Anyway, on Saturday also, I watched this, um, you know, I was uh, finished and I, you know, I probably took it. I always fall asleep after I eat for like, I don't know, half hour because I'm not sleeping at all. I don't know about you guys. I'm not sleeping at all. I heard a lot of people are having trouble sleeping. This time of the year is weird, but I'm not sleeping at all because I can tell I'm having like minor panic attacks, you know, because I'm just thinking of the future, which I, I don't have one. You know, at this point, I know it'll all work out, uh, hopefully. But, um, you know, so you, you just I'm just thinking something. Think about this. He, you want to hear what fucking kept me up? What kept me up on, I think, Monday night. All right, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? This is the stupidest thing. Are you ready for this? Seriously, I can't even believe I'm going to tell you. I, I got to put this in my act, too. Think about... I don't even know how to begin. Because this is so... If this is keeping you up at night, you're never going to sleep. I don't think I'll ever sleep more than three hours ever again until I'm somehow stable with something in my life. All I was thinking about, I woke up in the middle of the night and I started, I always think, you know, I'm always thinking about gambling, right? I mean, I can't help it. The Super Bowl's coming up, it's in my head. And all I keep thinking about is Back to the Future 2 and the sports almanac that Marty McFly takes home and all i keep thinking about is i gotta get my hands on that almanac right that's what i'm thinking i'm like i gotta find that almanac wait a minute cubs win world series against miami yeah it's something huh who would have thought hundreds of one shot i wish i could go back to the beginning of the season put some money on the cubs i just met miami what did you just say now we all know that almanac doesn't exist and how am I going to get to the future anyway to get that almanac? But that's all I'm thinking. Oh, man, if I could get my hands on that almanac, right? Who, Who's thinking of that? Oh, man, if I could just figure out. And then I, and then I narrow it down. I'm like, wait a minute. There's got to be a way to figure out who's going to win. And remember, this isn't even a gambling thing. It's like a way I'm trying to just figure out ways to make money, <laughs> right? Instead of getting a job. And I'll get to that in a second. So... I mean, I'm thinking, just, you know, what the fuck is the matter with me? I'm like, yeah, I got to figure out a way to get that almanac. This, this, I'm going in my head how to get to the future, all right? I'm trying to figure out there's got to be a way to get into the future, figure out who's going to win, you know, the Super Bowl or whatever, and come back here. This is what I'm truly contemplating in my head. I've lost my mind, but it gets worse. It gets so much worse. So then I'm thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I just go, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you the part where, where I got this idea, but because it's it, because it's from a, a, a softcore porn movie I saw on Cinemax, you know, like years ago. So then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I could just get one day into the future, one day into the future, really all I need to do is get a lottery ticket. 
Or would that be the past? Okay, no. No, I have to go to the future one day. And look at me. I'm, 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 I'm thinking, trying to think of it logically now. So think about this, right? Okay, this is insane. So I'm like, all right. If I can just somehow get one day into the future, and then I'm thinking about that show we were talking about at Bob Saget's funeral with um, uh, Somewhere in Time, the movie. I'm like, okay, if I can... But he goes back in time. And I'm like, if I can get into the future in my mind, if I can somehow get myself to the future one day and you know buy a lottery ticket right so but then i'm like no 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 wait that's not going to work because now i'm thinking of the terminator and when you go to the future in the terminator you are naked so i can't bring a lottery ticket back (laughs) so now i'm saying to myself wait a minute you know what i'm gonna have to do i'm gonna have to go a day in the future, I'm going to have to memorize six numbers. And now I'm starting to panic. And this is why I just decided to get up because I'm never going to get to bed because I'm mad at myself because I'm so stupid. I won't be able to memorize those six numbers that would change my whole life. This is what I'm thinking about. That if I did get the opportunity to go one day to the future and I saw the lottery numbers, And because I have to travel back in time naked, I have to memorize lottery numbers. I guarantee I'm going to forget them by the time I come back. That is how, what, who? Oh my God. I have somehow found a scenario where going into the future is not the issue. My stupidity is the issue. Somehow I've invented a way to get to the future but I'm so stupid and have no faith in myself that I'm not going to be able to remember six numbers so I can win the lottery. And if you're thinking of all those things, you ain't ever sleeping ever again because you've truly, you're having a nervous breakdown. You can see how much thought I just put into this. It's insane. <laughs> I don't, right? Because I come back naked. Wait, can't carry anything. I'm going to have to memorize those numbers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And now I'm like, maybe I need to start practicing, you know, like memorizing the lottery. Now I'm like, oh, my God, I am I am on another plane of, I'm just going to say it, retardation. This is just, this is not autism. This is just, you're just sick in the head you've really lost it <laughs> it's just but it's hilarious right i told my mother that she was dying it's so funny i'm totally going to tell that on stage if i ever go on stage again that's got to be the funniest thing you've ever heard am i wrong that's that's hilarious right the seriousness of I gotta, I gotta memorize the numbers because I come back naked. I mean, I'm thinking of every movie that ever went into the future and putting all those scenarios together. Well, we can get to the future, but see, I gotta get their clothes. That's the most important thing. Oh, and so, that all being said, I go, you know, my friend works for United Airlines and I give him a call and for some reason I wanna work there in Newark Airport because I'm obviously insane. Who the fuck wants to go to Newark Airport and to work? And I, for some reason, I just, I don't know. I want to work at United Airlines. 
I'm like, are they hiring? Because I would like to work at Newark Airport. I like working at the airport where I know I'm not flying. I hate going to the airport if I'm flying. If I'm not flying, I really like the airport. I don't know why. There's something about, I, I've talked about this before. There's something about going to the airport when you're not flying and going to the hospital when you're not the one who's sick, which makes me happy, <laughs> right? I hate flying. I hate the whole process of flying. Some people love it, but I do like the airport. I love the airport when I come back from a flight. I love it. I'm so happy it's all over. I'm back, you know? So he goes, well, go on the site and see what they're offering and get back to me and I'll put on, you know, and I'll set it up if you find something you like. So I'm looking for this and, and I see one of the ones and I wrote it down because it's hilarious. It says ramp service employee part time. And I'm like, well, that might not be too bad. And I'm thinking it's like, you know, I'm on the, that ramp before people get on and be like, bye bye. You know, like the David Spade uh, Saturday Night Live thing. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm greeting people at the door or I'm taking tickets. But here's the way they describe it. Have you ever wanted to get up close to an Airbus or Boeing airplane? Are you an outdoors type? Right there, it was over. Are you an outdoors type who enjoys all kinds of weather? Do you like physical work that keeps you fit? <laughs> I just keep reading. I'm like, what's going on here? You're a great candidate for a role as a part-time ramp agent baggage handler for United Airlines. It's a fucking baggage handler. They're trying to reword all these things. Like now, you know, there's no such thing as a secretary anymore. It's an administrative assistant. So they, they, Is it necessary to rename baggage handler as a ramp service employee? Because, oh, it's rude to call people baggage handlers. What is it? So they went that way to just say, I'm like, all right, well. And then I was like, well. And like, as part of our baggage handling team, you'll be in constant motion as you take on many assignments like, like loading and unloading aircraft cargo. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, there's more? Moving baggage to and from terminals and receiving and dispatching aircraft. I mean, it, that's three ways of saying the exact same thing. You're lifting bags into the fucking plane. It's a very job that can be fun, tiring, rewarding, and exhilarating all at once. I'm not exactly sure what the rewarding is, but this is the most hilarious worded thing to say you're getting a job lifting people's bags and putting them onto a plane. Here's the best part. There's more. Are you the right fit for this service? Question mark. And then I had to obviously move on. Uh, number one. <laughs> I love that they make it sound so dreamy. I don't know. You will be working outside in all kinds of weather as we don't stop flying when it rains, snows, or is too hot. Now, first of all, they canceled like 3,000 flights this weekend, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but yeah, I know what they're saying. You must love physical activity. If so far, they're 0-2 with me. As you will be lifting as many as 100 items per flight, some weighing as much as 70 pounds. Where's the fun part? You should be committed to caring for bags as if they were your own. Passengers can see you and providing excellent customer service for your fellow United employees. And they say you will start by loading and unloading aircraft and placing baggage on belts. Once you've got the basics, you can explore other duties such as de-icing, marshalling aircraft, and driving a wide variety of mechanical equipment like cargo carts and conveyor. Well, actually, that sounds amazing. See, that part sounds great, but you got to start. I was always wondering about that, right? So you got to start as a baggage handler, but you can move your way up to get that, you know, get those uh, sticks with the lights on them so you can guide the planes. I mean, that would be hilarious, right? Oh, I should totally be doing that. That would be the best. 
that what would be better? It's almost like that Seinfeld episode where he sees Kramer running on the alongside of the plane, where one of my friends is taking the plane and, and, and they see me bringing. They're like, "Wait, is that Just Cow guiding the the plane?" I'm, I'm like worried about working at a FedEx Kinkos that somebody's going to walk in. This would be extra funny. Oh, you must be a vet. Well, yeah, uh, you'll be you'll be required to work mandatory overtime. Punctuality and reliability are essential. We've got flight schedules to meet. Yeah. Um, and it just pays minimum wage. After all that, right? But I love the way they word it. It's great. Well, that's obviously not for me, I guess. But they had other jobs where, you know, I could probably just be at the ticket counter. That's all I want to do. And I don't know why. I can't for the life of you tell, tell, me, tell, me, tell you why. You know, it's, it's the same reason I... Liked working at my other job. Do I love doing... I, you know I don't like doing stand-up comedy, but I like comedy. And I like acting, and I like you know being creative. I like doing this show. I like doing the Tuesday football show and podcast and stuff. You know, I like all that stuff. I wish I could write my own show and be in it, and I would like that very much. But there's also something about me that loves working in an office and at a regular job. There's something very soothing about just working at a place where you really aren't thinking about anything except this job that doesn't really help your career in any way. I, I don't know how to describe it. And it's funny, when we were reading from that book the other day when I was trying to get a job at ABC or CBS or NBC, even though I always wanted to be an actor and I guess a comedian in some form, but to mostly be an actor, I always wanted a, a job at like CBS, like in an office, and I wanted to work in my own office space, and I wanted my own office or a cubicle. I mean, I wanted that since the 80s. So I always wanted to, which is probably why I didn't make it, because I was conflicted. I don't think David Tell or Sarah ever thought twice that they would want to work in an office. But for some reason, for me, I really wanted to work in an office. I wanted all that. And what is all that? Who the fuck wants to work in an office? One time when I went with this girl that we were going out like on a date or two years ago, and she's like, all I want to do is be a legal secretary. And I'm like, What? She was really pretty. I don't remember how I met her. And I remember I, we went out a couple times. She's like, oh, and she came from somewhere. Maybe she was a friend of somebody else's. She's really pretty. She goes, all I want to do is be, you know, I just want to get a legal secretary job. I'm like, you do? Well, I could completely help you with that. What are you kidding? Because you're assuming you're going to meet somebody I'm going to meet. It's going to be like, oh, I want to be an actress. I want to be, you know. But she's like, all you want to be is a legal secretary. Pretty sure I can fucking help you with that. What are you kidding? That's all you want to do? And then she got a legal secretary job. I remember talking to her like years later and being like, I am so happy for you. <laughs> it must have been for my friend Laura or something. And, I, and I'm like, oh, did she finally get that legal secretary job? She's, oh, yes. I'm like, oh, she must be so thrilled. It, it, because, you know, I think at that time I was dating her, I think I was a legal secretary. So I'm like, you're kidding, right? This is a joke. But, you know, thank God there are people like that that don't mind working in places like that. I think Albert Einstein got a job at the post office because, you know, he was able to think about other things while he was doing menial tasks. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. My friend Joe called me the other day. He goes, hey, Clueless is on HBO. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying. It was like three in the afternoon. I'm like, dude, I'm trying not to turn on the TV until seven, okay? I'm trying to get things done. Meanwhile, I bought a lot, you know, my, I have this halogen lamp I've had since I moved in the apartment for 20 fucking years, and 
it finally went out. Like it's not out out, but it just it's not working the right way. It's not dimming. It you know, I guess it's time I bought a new bulb for it. It doesn't that's not I was hoping that was all it was. It's a good lamp lamp and I was like, all right, I gotta find another. Apparently they don't make halogen lamps anymore. That's the only thing I know. I was looking online, I'm gonna buy this stuff, but I didn't like it and I wanted to look at stuff. So I went to Target on Thursday, but I didn't see anything there. And then I went to Home Depot last night and I bought uh, a lamp that had different colors and it seemed nice, but no, not halogens, just bulbs. And it was really cheap. It was like 29 bucks. And, you know, it stands up tall. But it's, it's awful. It's just not bright enough. And it's not like I always need a lot of light in my room. But as you know, I don't get sunlight really in my living room. Like today I am because it's bright sunlight, but normally, you know, I overlook a brick wall. So I don't get a lot of light. So I need, you know, bright light. Plus if I'm cleaning or, or doing stuff, I, you know, I need light. So now I got to bring it back. It's such a pain in the ass. It's not like Amazon where I can just dump it off. I got to put it back in the box and unscrew, and then get another one. And where am I going to get it? I don't know how to shop for a goddamn lamp. I don't know what's going You know, I got a very big living room that I need to put a lot of light in. And I just, you know, it doesn't have ceiling lights or anything it just goes by whatever i buy and i I don't know what to do it's driving me crazy but this was this lamp was beautiful it had five different colored lights you could move it but it's not it's also not high enough so the lights are in my face and then when i was watching tv the lights are glaring at the tv it stinks i'm really upset about it because i really need a lamp the next stop is jackson heights roosevelt avenue on Monday, just talking about the Revel guy, I went to UFC to get the Korean chicken wings again, right? Because they're amazing. I took pictures. I think I took pictures of the food this time. And I, you know, I love going there because I like the fun of taking the bike of the Uber, but I've forgotten about the snow. So it snowed on Saturday, and it didn't snow on Sunday or Monday, but, you know, it left all remnants. You know, it was a very big snowstorm, like a foot of snow. And they don't, you know, we live in Manhattan. Or I live in Manhattan, so they everything's usually clean. Like the whole thing never happened on Sunday, and they were prepared for this one. So the roads are all clean, but the place where I would ride a bicycle, like the bike paths, and you know when you're on the side of the road, those aren't clean. Those are all full of snow. I forgot, totally forgot. So I get the bike to go over the Queensboro Bridge, and it's stuck in snow. But I'm like, well, I can pull this out. But then I, for, you know, I wasn't thinking. Uh, you know, I I just wasn't thinking about it. And then when I went up the Queensboro Bridge, it was still full of snow. They didn't clear the bike lane. So it was really scary and also, you know, exciting. But there was like one little path of, you know, a thin bike wheel lane. But you had to be really careful because one wrong move and you're going to fall off the bridge. So I'm like, oh, this is terrifying. And then what happens when I get to Queens? You know, I'm like, how many, the Revel scooter is going to be covered under snow. How am I going to work this out? Let alone it's going to be dangerous on the scooter, which it was. I got the scooter and I'm going on, you know, into Queens, which is disgusting. Queens is gross. It's full of nonsense. You don't want to go live there. And I'm on this thing called Northern Boulevard and it's full of cars and it's a bad place to go anyway. And you're not allowed to ride the scooters in the bike lanes, but I'm like, fuck this. I'm riding in the goddamn bike lanes. But the bike lanes weren't clean, but at least it wasn't full of cars, but they're all, but so I'm slipping and sliding on the, on the, on the Vespa, you know, on the motorcycle. And I'm trying to go really slow and I'm really nervous, but also again, 
Well, if I can make it, it's exciting. And yeah, there is an excitement factor to it. But I am slipping and sliding. I mean, it's really bad. It's all full of snow and ice. But, you know, it's like melting ice, even though it's still cold because the sun was out. Uh, I mean, it was setting at the time I was going. Maybe it was, uh, I guess it was about 5 o'clock. And I called my friend. I was like, I forgot about the snow. I'm probably running a couple minutes late, you know, which I hate. And then, uh, like, well, how I had to get the bike out even, because it was just in a snowbank. I had to go on and put go up on the sidewalk and get out of it because there was no way, I, you know, the snow plow put it in. And I'm like, oh, I got to get this bike. Otherwise, I can't get there. So then when I got to where I was going, which was so angry, you know, people were honking and going because... You know, I'm trying to go in between the cars, but it's risky because you could slide and fall at any moment. And there was just snow everywhere. And then when I finally parked on this street, you know, it was a snowbank again. So I had to go up on the sidewalk and come in that way, like a special way. And I'm like, oh my God, thank God. I'm not I, I ha I'm gonna have to take an Uber back because if I take this at nine o'clock at night when it's dark and getting icy, I'll die. There's no way I'm going to make it back uh, in that kind of weather where I know all the roads are full of snow. I'm going to have to. So I took an Uber back. I, that was the smartest move ever. And it wasn't very expensive, I don't think. But, and it's no big deal. I'm just glad that I was smart. You know, I was like patting myself on the back. I'm like, I did the right. It would be hilarious, of course, to get into an accident in the Uber. But uh, everything worked according to the plan. The lady was very nice. I, I was like, I, I can't, I can't go back like that. I, I don't know why I wasn't thinking of it. I guess because it snowed on Saturday, so why would Monday be an issue? I just, you know, I hadn't. I f you forget that they, you know, they, they. It takes a long time, and all the bike paths in Manhattan weren't cleared, and you know, nowhere. Would, why would they? They just worry about the roads. They don't care about the bikes, and they're just that shit. They're just gonna. There's no way they can clean it anyway. What are they gonna clean it with? You can't get a plow through there. They just have to wait for that to melt. I think I took a picture of it after I went to the diner on Tuesday with Nick. I took a picture of like what the bike lanes look like. And that was on Tuesday morning. So it was still bad. You know, I'm like, all right, no more biking. That's why last night when I took the scooter, I'm like, well, I'll just be on the, the side streets. But then again, when I was trying to park, there's still full of snow. And it's already Friday and it rained yesterday. <laughs> it's just always hard to park when you forget about piles and piles of disgusting dark snow that is when it is not after living here when it snows it's fantastic the next day and then you know a week after it's always so gross so gross i i do remember though uh atel called me after and he's in california so he's calling from sunny la he's just uh, performed in irvine at the improv in irvine california and he was um, going to San Francisco uh, two days later, so he had some time to kill, and he said he was at this company. He always stays like at this hotel across from the comedy store or something, and he's just looking for late-night activities. You know, he's Dave Attell, and he usually goes to Mel's Diner, but they're closed, and they're a 24-hour legendary Sunset Strip diner, and they're like closing at midnight. It's like a disaster for a guy like him. So it's bad everywhere. And... Then he's like, yeah, I was thinking about going to Disneyland because I guess he was closer when he was, I don't know where Irvine is. I guess it's in Orange, Orange County or something. I don't think I've ever been there. 
And uh, he's like, I was thinking about going to Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, but by yourself? And he's like, yeah, you know, just hang out. I know they don't allow smoking there, so that'd be a disaster for him. But he goes, but, you know, that's, apparently that's uh, a problem, too. They're using the, uh, damn, I can never word it the right way when he tells me the jokes. He goes, yeah, they're using the uh, B-list goofies there, you know, because that, that's how bad it is there. They're understaffed using the B-list goofies. You're not going to get the A-list goofies there on a regular Monday day, you know. <laughs> I'm like, that's hilarious. They're using the B and C-list goofies. Um you know, the A-list goofies are there for the big holidays. You know, that's those are the best goofies. But I thought that was funny. Also, I forgot to tell you, when I applied for this job um, on Wednesday, not the United Airlines one, this other one, they asked me what my sex is uh, or sexual preference, I guess. I couldn't believe they asked it. And, um, you know, the answers were heterosexual, uh, L. G B Q T or if I got that right, O B G Q whatever. Uh or you know, don't want to answer. And I'm like, wait, heterosexual is the wait, hold on. That's the one, right? Because I'm like thinking to myself, wait, heterosexual is the one I am. And I'm like, I ended up, but I was like, what am I doing? I should totally and I mean, obviously I took a picture of it and sent it to my friend Lee. Uh I should have put in L G B Q T because that would help me get the job. And what are they gonna say? Hey, you're not LGBT. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, they can't prove that. I'd probably be better off putting that on the. Nobody could dispute that, and I'd have a better chance of getting the job at this point, right? I had to put down white heterosexual. They're not going to call me back. I just can't believe they're allowed to ask that e that question at all. Why would that even make a difference? What the fuck is that for a a legal job? It's weird, right? Or is it not weird? I don't know. Maybe that's the new thing. It's very strange. But I should totally put that down because there's nobody that can question it. What do you say? I, I uh, see myself as a, uh, a very fluid person. <laughs> of course, in meeting me, they'd be like, right. You don't even know what you're talking about, do you? I'm like, why? Does it sound like I do? Anyway, you know what reminds me? I need this knife. I'm going to take this. It's okay? Okay, yeah. I just need it for Bring a little while. Bring it back, though, you know. We have, I, there's so much more stuff I have to talk about, but I am running out of time. I went to see my mother on Thursday, and I decided I went to this place, Tasty Subs, which um, Gabriel knows about from Canada, because he actually went there. You know, I've been talking about it. It's in Edison, New Jersey, around where I grew up, and they have delicious subs, and Obama goes there. You know, it's like a beautiful sub. That's why I get mad at Jersey Mike's. He doesn't fucking know shit about sub making. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's should shut up. You know, we've already been over this. So I got a Tasty Subs where they really know how to make a Jersey sub. And I believe Gabriel agreed with me, right, Gabriel, that, that they were delicious. So you get the tuna sub. That's the most main thing. I don't know whether you got that. So I got a whole tuna sub. It even smells good. It's hard. It's making my mouth water thinking about it now. They know exactly the proper way to make a New Jersey tuna sub. And I bought it to my mom's, and I figure I'll just give her, you know, they cut it into four pieces. I'll give her one. Even though she told me she's already full, right? Or or she's already eaten because they deliver meals. And I sit down and I start to eat. It's a giant sub in front of me, and I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> you know, as far as she can, she's concerned, I'm going to eat this entire huge sub. And then she goes to me, "Do you want a salmon burger?" And I just said, "Shut up," <laughs> because I. She called me what? I'm, I'm sitting this giant subs in front of me and what i'm like what i couldn't i didn't even respond to anything except shut up and then uh, i think i apologized afterwards 
But I'm like, you're an idiot. That's like the stupidest thing to say. What does that mean? My sister told me she thinks it means that she wanted a piece of the sub but was afraid to ask for it. (laughs) Where I was clearly going to give her a quarter of the sub. I can't eat that whole thing. I don't want to eat that whole thing. It makes me sick. So I know I want to take home one quarter, eat two, eat half, and give her a quarter. And she thinks that was her passive-aggressive way of asking for a fucking piece because she can't just say, oh, can I have a piece? I don't, oh my God, it made me so angry for the stupidest reason again because it was just such a stupid thing to say. And again, if you could have had it on video, you're seeing this huge submarine sandwich in front of them. Like, uh, I'm like rubbing my hands together. Oh man, is this going to be good? Would you like a salmon burger? Judas, would you like a beverage? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. What? I'm used to Jesus. Yes. What? Let's play that again because it's funny every time. Who? 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 Who can it be? Judas. Mm. Do you want a beverage? Try the mulled wine. It's terrific. No. Leave us alone. Go. 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 Right. All right. Jesus. Yes. What? 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 Yes. Jesus. What? Yes. What? You, what? you said what? Oh, have you heard any good news today, today? I want to hear what you have to say. You might have heard about Miss USA who jumped off a building here in Manhattan. Really pretty girl. Um, Duh. That was stupid. Now I just pulled. I might have well said, do you want a salmon burger? I just said Miss USA jumped off a building. She was really pretty. That was an unnecessary. Now we just wasted everybody's time. She was pretty? Anyway, she jumped off a building, committed suicide. So we think so far. And, And, you know, nobody's sure why. Uh, she was having a lot of pressure turning 30. I can't even imagine. And obviously, you know, if you're older, you're laughing. I never laugh when people get nervous about age, especially women. Because I can remember what it was like turning 25 and being completely panicked. That was getting too old. So I know it. So it never, I'm never one of those people that's like, oh, grow up, right? So I, am, and I can't even imagine being a beauty contestant what it's like turning 30, for real. That's got to be terrifying. As, as silly as it sounds to us, I get that. But she was saying, you know, she was, I guess she was getting a lot of shit on Instagram. And it is funny how Instagram and social media affects all of us if you're, you know, a part of it. Now, if I didn't have this or want to, you know, do stuff that this kind of podcasting that would make money or or do shows where I want people to come, I would never go on social media. I'd be completely done. I wouldn't be on anything. I just couldn't care less. But I must be on it. So there's nothing I can do about it. I have to promote. But Instagram is so interesting because uh, obviously people were giving her shit and it put her off the edge. I'll never forget when my friend Michelle used to live in the building and her daughter was turning 15, 16, She's in college now, and she's very pretty and, and cool, you know. But they went away to California together for New Year's, if I remember correctly. And she was so uptight because I guess she posted something, and she wasn't getting enough likes. Now, you've heard of this story a hundred times, but this is the first time I had heard about it firsthand. And until she started getting likes, then she became happier. Like, it was a major problem for her mother while they were on vacation 
because nobody was liking her stuff and it became problematic. Can you can you believe this? You know? It's like somebody not coming to your birthday party, but it's a daily thing. So I'm sure this thing, but it's funny how it affects us. So Olga and I were supposed to go see my friend Dave Rath as a client. I think his name is Alex Edelstein. He's got a show at the Cherry Lane Theater, a one-man show about Orthodox Judaism. And Olga and I were supposed to go together. And we were talking about that Wednesday night. We were together like, hey, my cousin uh, wants us to go. And I said, let's go next Thursday. And I'm like, it was all set. And in the middle of the night, since I'm not sleeping, which you should never do, I look at my phone. And I'm looking at the Instagram feed. And Olga's always comes up first. I, I don't know how the algorithms work. But hers always comes up first. And what do I see? She's at the show. And she's taking a picture at the show with her friend. And possibly even with that dude whose show it is. And I was crushed. And I could not go back to sleep because I had seen this thing on Instagram. And and it's just like it, it ruined my entire day. And then I called her and I had to tell her, I'm like, you really hurt my feelings. You know, why this happened? She told me why it happened and all this kind of stuff. And I understood. But... I was like, why did, why would you even post it? Don't you know how that's going to hurt my feelings? You know, but people must post. They must tell you what they're doing all the time. It's so messed up, but look what it's doing to people, to society. And it's funny. I keep thinking today, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are now feuding openly on social media. And I keep saying to myself, wow, Kanye, when we know Kanye's crazy, but who in their right mind, no matter who you are, would want to go to war on social media with a Kardashian? That just seems like you ain't going to win that anytime soon. They invented social media. I would be terrified to go to war with any of the Kardashians or Jenner's over social media. So Kanye, you're going to lose. Don't be an idiot, but we know he is a crazy, crazy idiot. We got Miami, Cincinnati coming up. Any thoughts? I certainly do, Brett. I hereby declare Miami to be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. But I just don't trust that guy. In the Cincinnati-Miami game, I declare Cincinnati to be my shoe-in of the week. Hmm, they both make a good case. So as you know, New York has sports gambling and residents across the Empire State placed a whopping $1.6 billion worth of bets on mobile wagering apps in the first month. And you remember the day that I knew they opened it. It's been one month, $1.6 billion, and they were waiting on this. Remember I was talking about this, $1.6 billion. And the regular casinos, they make $15 million, the regular casinos. I wonder if those casinos are even going to stay in business. Mobile sports betting is insane. You know, I love it and hate it at the same time. I hate all these ads. I feel like that's going to really destroy our entire future. The fact that the NFL is so two-faced and was, and they were like, sports gambling is going to ruin our our profession, and now they're so in. They're all in. 
It's in all those years you had to pretend like it wasn't happening. They were pretending. Why is football so popular? Fucking gambling, illegal goddamn gambling, you two-faced bastards. It's so annoying because they're so all in. You know, now the Super Bowl is sponsored by DraftKings or FanDuel. I mean, it happened so quickly and so fast. But these commercials, they're awful. Oh, stop saying if you have a gambling problem. You don't care. It's so messed up. I, I feel bad for myself. I feel bad for other people. Oh, the Olympics. Oh, my God. I was watching those opening ceremonies just for a second. They're so boring. They were so dull. I, I don't think I could care less. Oh, my God. They just, you know, they just keep talking about their show and like, oh, ice skating. I'm like, ugh. Remember how great it was? And some of you might not have been born. But when Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, oh, my God. Was that 91 or 94? I can't remember. Oh, my God. See, that was exciting. We need that. We knew when they, after all that nonsense with Tanya Harding and, and, and you know, hiring somebody to hit Nancy Kerrigan, and then they're going to skate together the night. Oh, we need that. We need the drama. We need a storyline. And they don't got nothing. Storyline is they shouldn't be there anyway. Everybody's full of COVID. They keep getting tested positive so people can't play. No, no, the parents aren't there. The families aren't there. It's stupid. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just, I'm just bored. I wonder what kind of ratings they're going to get. Ice skating always gets ratings, and that's what they're airing, by the way, after the Super Bowl. Very smart. But I'm bored. I'm, not, I'm just not interested, and I don't know when shit is on. I just want to watch uh, snow jump. What is it? Uh, ski jumping. I like, that. I like when they fly through the air, and that's about it. And once in a while, you like to watch those, what are they, biathlons where they're shooting and running. That's kind of fun, but it always reminds me of uh, For Your Eyes Only. So as long as it reminds me of a Bond movie, then, of course, I'm all in. Oh, you left out a bunch of stuff. Uh, just um, one more thing before we go. Let's talk about Howard Hessman a little bit, only because Howard Hessman uh, passed away, what, 10 minutes before the Cincinnati Bengals were in the AFC Championship? It was so weird. This is a guy who's an actor, and he's based, mostly known for WKRP in Cincinnati, which was a sitcom in the 70s that I totally remember as a kid. I didn't love it, but it was on, and you watched everything that was on. I didn't hate it either. Does it hold up? Can I sit through it now? Not really, but he's good. He played Dr. Johnny Fever. It's a legendary role. He was you know, a legendary hippie. Technically, and and he, but he was an actor, and people always forgot that, you know, like, because I guess he was a comic actor, and then you know he, he played the teacher. I remember when he played the teacher and head of the class. He was playing the teacher. I'm like, why would he do that role? And I had to keep reminding myself. All right, he's an actor. He's taking a role on television. He's an actor. That's what he. In fact, didn't he end up marrying Anne Romano on One Day at a Time? Was that him? I think he joined the cast of One Day at a Time. He was a fucking actor. For some reason, I always thought he was just miserable in his way or whatever, but he was an actor, so he just kept getting these different parts, and he was always nice to see, but I heard he was difficult to work with, which made sense. He did have a gruffy exterior. Of course, we know him from uh, this legendary Spinal Tap scene where I guess he didn't have to go that far to um, uh, pull from the character. Let's do the crap. 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 Let's do
Yeah, I mean, he has two legendary lines in Spinal Tap. One is, uh, where are you playing? He said, you know, I don't know, the Enormo Dome, whatever it's called, that one. And, of course, the legendary line, uh, we have to go sit in the lobby and wait for the limo. Uh, <laughs> two legendary lines that he um, was known for in Spinal Tap. But it was so weird, you know, so he plays Dr. Johnny Fever on this show, WKRP, and I really believe that the Bengals, the NFL would have called him up this week to do a bit, to play Dr. Johnny Fever, you know, for something for the Bengals being in the Super Bowl for the first time in 30 years. I think they would have called upon Dr. Johnny Fever to do like a sketch or something. I believe that. Totally. In fact, I remember years ago, the Jets were playing the Dolphins, and the Jets had beat the Dolphins eight in a row, or maybe it was seven in a row, and they're going on their eighth, and they got Dick Van Patten from the show Eight is Enough to say that the Jets had beaten them eight times, or were they going to beat them eight, something like that. So they do these things all the time. I mean, this just made perfect sense, and it's just so weird. He died like an hour before they were in the championship series. Just a coincidence? But it's just so strange. But, uh, I mean, you know, he was, uh, what is he, 81, I guess? And I think he was sick. But, uh, you know, pretty interesting dude, I guess. And uh, certainly did a lot of roles, you know, from stuff way before that and stuff. He was an actor. He was just trying to get work. And I guess he played the uh, ultimate hippie and a really cool DJ on a show. And playing all, you know, that show had a lot of rock and roll to it. I guess they had probably trouble... uh, putting it together because it had a lot of, you know, they were using regular songs, you know, Boston and Foreigner and Pink Floyd and stuff. So I don't know um, how they market it uh, on DVD release or something. I, I think I had heard some stuff, you know, there's always music rights spoil everybody's good time all the time. Well, that's our show for today. Now, remember, next week I'll be recording on Monday after the Super Bowl. I have to. I don't know what I'm doing for the Super Bowl. I don't know who I'm going to be with. Uh, you know, it's always, uh, you know, the next day is usually uh, horrible. Uh, There's usually a problem. Like, oh, my God, I lost so much money. Of course, I don't have any money to bet with really this time. But whatever the case may be, you always do something. Even if I sit at home, I cannot do uh, a, a podcast on the Saturday before the Super Bowl. It just doesn't make sense. Because then you're just talking about, you know, stuff that happened two weeks later. It doesn't add up. So, obviously, no, we'll still be here next Tuesday. I'm just saying you won't get it early, so I'll be recording next Monday, and that's what we'll do. I don't know why I told you that whole story. I just want you to know. But otherwise, I've had a great time being with you today, and have a great week, everybody. Have a wonderful Super Bowl Sunday. I hope you have plans and lots of the kind of food that Dave Juskow worships. Chicken wings, nachos, 
chili. Oh, my God. Don't you love the Super Bowl for all those reasons? I'll see everybody next week on Just Cow in the City. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.